Radio Tiny House is on the air. Our shed home has been shared on the internet more than three million times. Kind of cool, but kind of weird, too. Anyway, welcome to the show. Hello, and welcome to Radio Tiny House. I'm Barry Smith. And I'm Beth. And today we're going to talk about goat mageddon. Yes. It's gonna, we're going to talk about uh, how our goats have attacked our bunny hutch. We're going to talk about how the, da- the dog then attacked the chickens. We're going to talk about continued mini split woes. We're going to talk about um, tiny house and shed home, new- home news, some of which is kind of cool, and uh, the crazy weather we've been having lately. Yeah. Well, you know, not only do we live in a tiny house, we are kind of hobby farming in our tiny house. Right. Well, not in the tiny house. True. Around Sometimes the tiny house. it feels house. like we're hobby farming in the house. We've had goats in the house. We've had dogs in the house That's true. that are not ours. We haven't had chickens in we the house We haven't taken yet. the chickens in the house. Anyway, I know that a lot of you uh, that are thinking about tiny house living are thinking about hobby farm living. Right. So that's why we wanted to share some of our crazy stories. We talk a lot about shed building and a, a tiny house building. But, you know, the realities of life are there, too. Well, so that, we thought you might enjoy some of our crazy the, right. farm stories. And that's one of the things we, we like to convey. Not only do we, do we want to convey uh, a desire to help you build your, your tiny house or your shed home or your barn dominium or your teepee, whatever it might be, that you can build wherever you live. Um, we want to share with you some of the experiences that you might have that are similar to what we go through on a... Regular, mostly daily morally, basis. More, the more animals you have, the more of a daily basis it is. Right. That's what I've decided. Right. So we're going to lead with Goat Mageddon. Goat Mageddon. That was my coined name. That was it. indeed. So we have goats. We have three. And we have... Tabby, right? Waylon. Who, who's the, the, the mom? Right. Tabby, Waylon, and Willie. Right. And, and Will- Willie is a charmer and Waylon is a jerk. Will- Willie is the best goat ever. I don't, right. I don't know how Tabby could have produced two boys that have two Such completely different- opposite personalities. Well, it happens in families all the time. Oh, well, that's true. That's true. But Tabby's sweet and uh, Willie is just the perfect goat. Waylon mm. is a jackass. Can and- you say that on podcast? I just did. Okay. So, um, Yes. Yes. So anyway, you can bleed it out because you edit this, but <laughs> I don't. I, I don't think we need to bleed. No, that would be sheep. That would be. I don't. Mat it out. Yeah, back it out. Yes. <laughs> so out. that was um, good. Yes. Uh, yeah, he's a jackass. Yeah, I mean, and so our barn, we usually lock them up at night, and for. Our barn doors have gotten jammed well, because, Waylon because Waylon bangs at them, and he's finally corrupted one of them enough that it's jammed, so we can't lock them up at night. So we have been leaving them out at night. Right. Well, they figured out that they can get, or Waylon has figured out that he had a bang on the gate to the chickens, which is a smaller <laughs> part of his fenced-in area, to get the gate open, but we didn't know that. So uh, one night... In the well, about eleven thirty. No, it was about twelve fifteen. The oh. first time it happened, you and I went outside because the dog was going crazy, and he, Waylon had gotten into the area that we keep uh, the chicken our coop. chicken coop and our, our bunny hutch, and had busted in the door to the uh, to the bunny hutch and knocked off their little what would you call it a ramp 
that goes oh, up yeah, to the second level. Oh, yeah, they busted the door in, and they have a ramp that they go up and down. Yeah, so, so we busted we, that all up. We fixed it as best as we could in the middle of the night and then went out first thing Saturday morning and, and screwed everything back together. Right. And it looked pretty good. Well, night before last, yep. Waylon hit again. He did. So he banged on the gate enough to get it open, which we didn't know he could do. The other time it hadn't really been latched all the way. But this time he really, I double checked it and he really banged on it with his horns and he got the thing open, which was fine. He just wanted chicken food. Waylon is not a threat to the chickens. But Boo, our great peer, is a threat to the chickens. She doesn't really eat them, but she mouths them and tries to chase the bunnies right. and everything because she thinks that that's her job is to corral everybody. <laughs> but they don't want to be corralled in the middle of the night. And then, of course, the chickens, and he just she just mouths them and carries them around. But the chickens um, don't like that too no, much. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do the bunnies. So, um, so we were we were sitting. We had been watching um, to to show you what kind of nerds we are. We we're watching the what were we uh, watching? Avenger movies. Oh yeah, all in, uh, all, all in, in line. timeline order. Right. But um, our, Cash, who's our daughter's not my dog. Right. She's so not we are the, really her dog, but he lives at her house. So he's our not our grand dog. Right. Um, was staying at our house because Caroline was out of town. And uh, he was just going crazy. He he wanted to go outside. He was barking at something. He rarely barks at, at much of We didn't of hear any anymore. of this, but he obviously was hearing it. And so we went outside to see what was going on. We looked in the front yard, and there was nothing going on in the front yard. But I went out back and noticed that the gate was open to the chicken bunny area. Yeah. Or bunny chicken area. Chicken bunny. Bunny chicken, chicken bunny. Either way. Right. Um, but... Um, so I called Beth, and we went out there to see what was going on. And all of the chickens were, um, well, running all around. Running all around, so they had to be corralled. And the goats were kind of standing in the barn with their heads poking out, looking at the show that they had created for themselves. That's right. And um, Boo was um, chasing the chickens still, so I had to hold back this great peer who, I mean, I'm not a small guy, but she can pull me all around the yard. Yeah, that's why he gets that job. And uh, Yeah, and Beth went after the chickens. Yes. Uh, they've. Had, I have picked them up enough to where they, they're not really pets because they may end up in my cooking pot someday, so right. I don't really make them pets. But they, I have- we only have one named. Right. Hey, hey. Because she's stupid. Well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, they have, I, they are trained enough that when I go up to them, they do squat. Some chickens will do that and they kind of squat down so I can grab them. I'm not trained, but they've, you, they're used it's to me enough. It's just a reflex. Yeah, but yeah. they're used to me enough. They don't run totally away from me. So anyway, I corralled all the chickens, got them back in their hutch, got the gate shut. Uh, we did as best we could with a bunny hutch to get it. And we still had one bunny out. And actually, I'm not even sure that bunny ever got caught. Um, I, I, I don't know. know. Because that wasn't my job. Caroline was going to ch- chase down the bunny the next day. So anyway, um, so yeah, we put it all back together as best we could. We put a, a latch on the gate. So the goat now, hopefully, can't get in. Right. Um, but, you know, when when you... Have a mixture of animals and things like that. You know, you have to be ready and expect that these crazy things are going to happen. Now, we would not have known if we hadn't had the dog that was our grand dog staying with us. We would never have heard it because it all kind of was quiet. All the goings on was kind of quiet. Right, because Boo, our great peer, does not... When she's a- when she's chasing the chickens, she doesn't bark. She doesn't make any noise. Well, except for the fact that she's nocturnal, and we didn't know that. It's not our dog. It's 
Caroline's she lived dog. next to our house, but it's not our dog. Um, and we didn't know she was nocturnal. So starting about 11 o'clock is every, when she starts to night. bark. So we have learned about this great YouTube channel that has this beautiful, peaceful massage type music. <laughs> and we crank that up and sleep to it because the dog barks a lot next to our house. Yes, a lot. At night. A lot. And anyway, some, she's a sweetheart. Sometimes she, you can tell. I mean, sometimes we'll wake up and go, oh, she's just. She's barking at the wind or she's barking at Coyotes. a rabbit or a coyote. Usually if she's barking at a coyote, if it's near enough, she, it's a very aggressive bark. And I usually get up in the middle of the night and go check on that um, because you don't know what it is. I mean, honestly, we have uh, coyotes here. We have rabbits that come onto the property every night, yeah. too. But we have um, coyotes and we've had foxes and we've had a couple of uh, bears that have been up here. And so you never really know what she might be barking at, but usually it's... And sometimes I think it's just because she wants to bark. She'll well, lay in the barn at, at night, and I'll go out and check and see, what in the world is she barking at? And she's laying in the barn, just laying there barking, yeah, I not call, getting up. I call that sleep barking because... Uh, I, she's not asleep. Well, I went out there last night, and she was laying completely on her side with her head down, barking. Yes. So now, our recommendation that? is great peers are great dogs. Oh, she's a sweetheart. She's a sweetheart, although she was quite rambunctious as a puppy and really difficult yes. to manage. <laughs> she's getting better. But, um, it, you know, you... She should, we got, we rescued, she was a rescue. And so I think we got her a little late to train her into, you know, right. being the guardian of the rabbits and the bunnies too. She does guard and chase the goats, which makes them a little crazy. Anyway, that's what's our goat Mageddon. So if you decide to getting out and getting land, you need to know that there may be some days that you will have things like this happen. Right. And she is an excellent guard for the, for the goats. Um, I mean, nobody's coming in her area if nope. they're... If she's defending it, you wouldn't want to have a, um, you know, a German Shepherd or something like that because their prey drive is too high. Hers is really, really low, but her chase drive is pretty <laughs> she high. She has a high chase drive. She loves chasing the chickens. I don't even know if that's such a thing, but I agree. She has a high chase <laughs> drive. She has anyway, a very so high chase drive. That so was our that's our goat Mageddon for, goat the, Mageddon for the week. And also where the dog attacked the chickens. Now this is about the third time that she's attacked. A chicken that has gotten out. She's never. She doesn't really attack them. She no, just she mouths them. them. She just walks around with them like they're a stuffed. But she toy. doesn't know what to do with them, and I'm afraid she's going to hurt them. And they yeah. come out all like wet feathers yeah. and pitiful. It's, it's kind of disgusting. They, they great, look so sad. Great peers produce um, a lot of saliva, like Saint Bernard's. Of, yes, bleh. and so she. Uh, yeah, they're gross. That's, when that's you go why pick them she up. doesn't come in the house very often, occasionally, and um, she's beautiful when she's groomed. But the minute she comes back with the groomer, because she lives outside and her job is to be a guard dog, right. she, particularly this year, we've had um, tons, tons of, of rain. rain. She's now sort of a a rust color. <laughs> Except her nose. <laughs> and her, Some her places eyes. are rustier than yes. others, but yeah. But she loves to, um, I've never seen a dog. We had a dachshund when I was a kid that would dig holes in the ground. Oh my gosh, These little yes. tiny round holes. And then he would guard them. And he would attack anybody that got near his yeah, round hole. she holes. doesn't dig little tiny round holes. She dig big holes. So, yeah. she, so she lives in what we were going to have as my garden this year. But because of a lot of reasons, I haven't really invested the time in the garden. And part of that is because we do use that extra space for separating her from things when they're doing things. And keeping the goat separate sometimes because she worries them. Right. Anyway, um, She's dug so many holes. I'm not. I'm not gardening. I gotta figure something else and out. She she digs these holes and then lays down in I'm them sure, because it's cooler. She's so hot. 
I would do it too. I'm hot right now. The air is not on. Right. Well, we, yeah, in our shop office, we don't have central air or a mini or heat split. for that matter or a mini split. And We've just got a window air conditioner. And it's noisy. It is very noisy. For podcasting. And, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it'd be like this in the background. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to do that. So <laughs> we can't talk too long. We'll get sweaty and hot. Yeah. So if you see a, a bead Listening. of sweat forming, I never then, you know, sweat. No, Beth never I'm sweats. I'm a Southern she, woman. I she never listens. sweat. I, I, I will sweat. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we need to wear some, uh, you know, what is it? Pancake? On our oh, face. Makeup? Oh, sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so maybe can, we'll like, maybe absorb a, the sweat. So maybe and they would have powder. beads of pancake running right, down. Right, that yeah. would be kind of cool. Yeah, we're not going to do that. No, we're not going to do that. No. All right. Even though the camera is set to movie mode, we're not going to be in the movies. I don't even know what movies. that means, but yeah. I don't know. So, right. anyway, on um, to we the ha- next topic. We have a list. We do have a list today. Well, we have a list most days. We try to have it. Yeah, well, we had to try to be organized. It's more guidelines. Guidelines. Not the code. It's more guidelines. Um, we continue to have many split issues. Yeah, I don't know. We're calling the people now. We thought we fixed it. Now we're having to call the people and have them come and right. really clean this out. But Barry's been suctioning it out. We've been putting stuff down the drain lines. We've been doing stuff, and we think we've got it fixed. And he'll tell me, hey, I've got this way. I'm like, that's great. And then now, it, and then it leaks. Right. Well, yes, indeed. So, so just we've- know... Call a professional because it's probably something, and we're going to do it too, even though it's a little pricey. We're going to do it too. As you know from our last episode, um, we we had a big leak. We had a big upstairs. uh, Not a leak, but a a drain line stoppage, basically. And so we took the the unit apart. Mm -hmm. Well, we took the the facade, the face of it off, the plastic cover for it. Doing things I'm sure your air conditioner guy will tell you not not recommend. But um, do not follow our lead. We cleaned the snot. Out of the drain line and the being the um, operative term. Yes, it may have been. It could have been. It snot. could have been air conditioner snot. Could have been. That's what, it, that's what it, I'm going to start calling it that. Our air conditioner snotting again. <laughs> oh, it's frustrating because we have had a ton of rain. We've had a ton of humidity, and today it's going to be humid and 98. Seven, I think today. Seven yeah. uh, So yeah, we're we're leaving the air up really high to get to try to minimize that because we thought we had it fixed last week. We did a whole, oh, we did a whole YouTube video we did on do it, a whole a show podcast on it, yep. on it, and we'll let you watch that. I'll put that in the cards to recommend yeah. that so you can watch that so one. So you can but watch anyway, them in order if you want to. We're still not there. And that is, you know, when you live in a house that, when you, any house, right? And you kind of a DIYer in particular, right? Because if it was, if we had already called the air conditioner guy and it was leaking again, I'd just get on the phone and call him back. Right. 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 We've been trying to solve this ourselves, um, and partly because of timing, because it starts to leak in the night or on the weekend. Right. Always at Always. an inconvenient time. So I'm like, I'm not calling and paying a weekend service charge. Um, so anyway, now so we've got to call we guy. So we think last night, uh, last evening, I guess, I went out and um, hooked up the shop vac to it again mm-hmm. and left it running for, I don't know, 10 minutes. And I finally heard the tone change and heard kind of the... Uh, I don't know what kind of noise it would make a like that, like something being sucked out of a uh, a straw, and um, that seemed right now it seems to be okay. So we're gonna yeah. hope that that was whatever it pulled out whatever snot. If it's if it's snotting, then that would be a booger, right? So it's an, yeah, it's, it's, an a, air it's a condensation booger. line booger. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So we have an air conditioner line booger. Right. So it uh, came out, and last night in the night, we didn't have any 
drips. So we'll keep an eye on it today, but we're going to call them today because there's got to be something they can do that we're not doing. Right. So even though we thought we had it. But we've tried, you know, we we, uh, used a plug on it. We got plenty of time. Used a plug on it. We used um, uh, that new line stuff on it. We haven't put bleach or vinegar in it or anything. I'm, I'm kind of frightened to put bleach Some in Some people have too. recommended that. Uh, the air conditioner guy said to use the product that we right. put in our video, and we'll put it below in the description in case. But that right now hasn't solved the problem. So right. I don't know if I want to recommend so that know. product or not, but that's what he told us to use. Anyway, so, we're yeah, still worrying about that. We're still that. worrying about that. And hopefully we'll have a report next week that will say the guy came and fixed it. And, and got all the boogers got, out. Got all the boogers out, right. <laughs> Seems to be the problem. All right. What All else right. are we talking about today? So we've got some tiny house uh, news. It's kind of cool. Okay. If you peruse the interwebs, uh, you'll notice that um, um, insider.com, which is not something that I normally go to, but the story was listed there, um, had a story on um, tiny house costs are, are still going up. I think, well, of course. I think the, house, the cost of everything is going up. Still, um, I did read an article that uh, prices of lumber were starting to come down, but I haven't seen where that's happening. I saw one this morning that said something like a 68% drop. Now, that doesn't mean that, because it was up like 300%, some of it. So that doesn't mean it's come down to pre-COVID prices, but I don't, again, I haven't seen that at my Home Depot, but that's what I read. Well, you know, we live in a smaller community, so it may take time to trickle down to our Home Depot, but... Yeah, <laughs> but um, the cost to build a typical tiny house in uh, 2019 was about sixty-five to seventy thousand dollars, and today, which is where we ended up with our tough shed. I, I'm sorry, I misspoke. Okay. I read ahead, so it was about fifty thousand dollars to build it in 2019, and today. Uh, to build that same house would be sixty-five to seventy thousand dollars. So, so, what percentage increases that? I can't do the math in my head. Well, you got a phone right there. I do. I'm, I'm gonna. Well, he talked. Well, I'm gonna go I, so, check out the. So the what thing. the article said was that some people uh, might have to put their dream of living in a tiny home on hold for a little while until prices drop, uh, or until they make more money. I guess. Um, How much was it? Uh, it's uh, let's say fifty thousand, yeah, and now it's sixty-five to seventy. So, yeah, just so say we'll seventy. 70. So if you're one of those people that's waiting, um, you know, I, I wish I had some some better news for you, but um, yeah, that's, I, I don't know that I that I that's do about right a now. thirty or forty percent increase. Yeah, it's a huge yeah, increase. That's a lot. So um, especially for something that people <laughs> want to go into for cost savings, usually. Well, we built three years ago, um, and um, our, we bought our tough shed for about twenty two. By the time we added. You'll, if you've seen if you've seen our viral, not we didn't go vi- we didn't do it, but several people went viral yeah. with it. Viral happened ex- to us. Right, viral <laughs> happened to us. So if you've seen our house on the internet, a lot of people say, "What you can buy a house from Home Depot and they have a sticker that says twelve thousand dollars," and that's not correct. Right, right. By the and I don't even know what size or where that sticker. For twelve thousand dollars for that building came from right because our ours was never twelve thousand never twelve thousand dollars don't believe it um, but uh, our we bought it all in by the time we added different roofing we added some other things added a door added some window openings you know changed up the windows a little bit I can't remember what else we did but anyway the oh we had to uh, up it to, for code 
some a couple right. of things that we had to do to meet our code in our county. Anyway, all in that Home Depot building was somewhere around twenty one. Right. I don't have the I have the receipt somewhere. Anyway, um, and so then by the time you add all in. And we did all, a lot of the work ourselves, but we subcontracted a, a lot of the work ourselves. We've talked about that before. We don't do things that will kill us because we think that's a bad idea. It is. Um, we're not roofers. We don't do, and we hate doing drywall. Um, plumbers, we're Ooh. not plumbers or electricians, so we hired all that stuff out. And uh, anyway, so we in all that together, we came in somewhere about 62, maybe 61, yeah, 62. Between 60 and 65. Yeah, somewhere around there. I mean, not to say that we're cavalier about those few thousand, right. but we didn't check every single receipt, no. I have to confess. I didn't know there was going to be questions <laughs> later, okay? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, but now, if you would take that same number and just say 30% more, right? So we were all in at 60. I can do the math. 30% would be 90. Right. Right? And people go, $90,000? That's just crazy. Well, that's what it costs right now to have a house that's habitable. Right. Um, and if you do the math, it's whatever it is per square foot. And I try to help people when they're saying, can I build something for 100000 or 200000 or fifty? I try to say, you need to look at a per square foot basis, right? So you kind of get an idea of what's being built in your area and what it's going to cost. Right. And, and what it's going to cost if you do it by yourself mm-hmm. versus hiring contractors. Yes, I used to say, and I don't even know the trades. I don't even know if this is accurate anymore, but I used to say pre-COVID or two months ago, whatever you spend for the outside of your building, that's the first third of what you need to live in, right? Right. And well, and the foundation, of course, but and then the interior, and then the trades. So if you the first third is thirty for the outside, let's say, then inside walls and things another thirty percent, and then electricians, plumbers. All those other things, maybe another third. Right. Right. So triple it if you're getting help and you'll end up at the right place. About right. the right place, depending on your finishes and all the crazy things you feel like you have to have yeah, in your house. You could put, I mean, you could put gold light fixtures in uh, yeah. if you wanted to. but Yeah. But if you're going with, you know, standard stuff, um, you know, I think that's a pretty good, well, used to be a pretty good rule of thumb. It may still be. I haven't really calculated. But anyway, um, yeah, so tiny houses as everything else are going up, but also in proportion, you're not spending as much to start with. Right. Now, depends on what your definition of tiny is, too. Ours is 768. We call it a tiny house because the standard American home is 2,500 square feet. But you, they may be referring also to, you know, tiny houses on wheels. Right. Yeah, Which it, have gotten really expensive. Yeah, they have. And it's, um, you know, of course, what is it, 400 feet or less is, is by Supposedly. the tiny house mm-hmm. community is considered tiny. But when you've been used to living in 3,500 square feet, um, 768 is, is tiny. Small. In fact, Southern Living just ran an article that I should share. Maybe we'll do that next week. Southern Living just ran an article that for downsizers, which we are, uh, we downsized our daughter to the front yard. Right. Our front yard. But um, <laughs> Well, the, she's in a house. Well, yeah, she's yeah. We not make like her in live the in the front, front yard. yard. Not in a tent. Um, for downsizers, the ideal spot size is 800 square feet. Well, right. we're at 768, so I guess we're ideal. We are ideal. You're ideal. Well, thank you very much. Okay. So, yeah. So, the next uh, little bit of news is from Business Insider. I think this is kind of cool. And it is kind of tiny house related as well as uh, related... Oh, the postman is here. As well as related to... Um, 
business that you could work from your tiny house, concrete home, all this kind of stuff. Uh, a Dutch company designed and um, built a concrete 3D printed um, ha tiny house in Canada at a place called uh, Kootenay Lake, which is a fun word to say, actually. Kootenay. How do you have a concrete house in Canada where it's freezing cold? Well, did I they insulate it? They did they did say? insulate it somehow, but it's the walls are also very thick. So they're using thermal mass. Yes, to yeah. keep them them warm. But it's uh, the process is really cool, and I, if you like neat building projects, um, you might want to take a look at that. It's uh, Business Insider. You could probably look it up by doing 3D printed house in Canada. Right now, it's the only 3D printed house in Canada, and um, it's not the only concrete house in Canada but it is the only concrete 3D printed. The process is fascinating. Yeah, I've seen pictures of it, and I've, I've heard that they haven't been approved or nobody's doing it here in the U.S., but I think they're trying to use it, for, in, particularly in third world countries, right. where you know uh, there would be less worry about building codes and things. But, I mean, it is fascinating. They set up this big gantry, if you will, and then they just 3D print it, yep. like, a, like you'd print a piece of equipment. It's really cool. This it's one really was done in it's sections. It's sort of like ice cream. When I saw it's like you're squeezing out ice cream. Yeah, you're yeah. a cake decorator that's, and you're building that, a house. That's out kind of, of what it looks like. This is um uh, or mud or I mean just Yeah, like, you're squeezing out something. Um, it's uh, this one they did in sections and it's called the Fibonacci house because they used uh the Fibonacci sequence of numbers which is the golden ratio. So it's mostly a curved house. Uh, there are very few straight lines anywhere in the house. Cool. It I, is cool. I need to look at it. I it's, didn't know about that. Yeah, I thought the whole thing was fascinating. And if you go to Airbnb, if you want to stay in a in a, in a different kind of place, I forgot what they call it on Airbnb, but you can book um, a night or two nights or ten in nights in the three D printed in house? the three D printed house in Kootenay Lake Village, uh, Canada. It's one hundred and thirty dollars a night U.S. Cool. I'm going to add that, actually. I'll go find it, and I'll add it in this video. Cool. So you can so see if it. you're you know, if you're planning a trip to Kootenay Bay, and who isn't? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, yeah, who isn't? You know, you can click that link and book your stay. It's probably pretty popular. I don't know, you know, oh, if you'd be able to stay oh, if yeah. you want to go it's, now or in the fall. You might have to go in the winter. I don't know. Airbnb is looking, actively looking for people with unique houses. Yep. And um, my theory is people who, uh, you know, we had Chris, I think his last name, Chris Gerhardt on. Right. A um, couple months ago as an Air, he is building an Airbnb. Tiny, out of a tiny a, house Airbnb. Yeah, out of a shed, right. basically. Well, not really a shed, but it's on wheels. Um, it's part of their cabin division that of the shed distributorship that he works with. Right. Um, and so he's got that in his backyard, effectively. Um, but Airbnb is looking for grain silos and... Um, 3D printed houses, and um, there's something I saw. And houses made out of cardboard boxes. Yeah, no. Papa Jake should get involved. In Papa that. Jake is a YouTube <laughs> channel that our grandkids watch, and they do they do make cardboard everything. Yeah, and they have they have colorful duct tape and cardboard forts, basically, and it's fun. They have fun. Papa Jake is great. <laughs> he is. <laughs> I did read that there was one of these houses, and I can't, it's eluding me right at the minute, but um. That's different like this, you know, like a concrete house or something like this. They're booked five years in advance. Right. Five Which years. Is crazy. It's crazy. How, How do you even know in five years that you want to go to Airbnb? And honestly, most of those are non-refundable. If you can't go, you just lose your money. Right. 
So uh, yeah, if you're thinking about doing something tiny, one of the things I really encourage people to think about is once you gain the skills, if you've done a lot of this DIY, um, and we're starting to do a playlist on the channel about um, work from home right. stuff, but the Airbnbs or groups of places where you can have people park their tiny homes, all that stuff, that's big, can be big business. Big, There's big not business, a lot of... Yeah. When you're doing tiny, there's not a lot of margin. I mean, you know, you have to a lot do a lot of small things right. to get yes. to a big a big return, right? But uh, there's there's business there's business there. There is indeed. It's a huge business. Okay. So on, it's a tiny huge business. It's a tiny, a huge tiny business. Yes, a huge yes, a huge, a huge tiny, tiny business. business. So uh, the next thing we want to talk about after that, you got any more questions about the or comments on the? On I Kootenay don't. Bay? I I want to go now. I, I want to go stay in a three D concrete printed house. I would think. I don't know for sure, but I would think that the weather in Kootenay Bay, Canada, is probably a little cooler than what we're having here. But it might be as rainy. It might be as rainy. Yeah, we. I mean, when we lived in the Pacific Northwest, it was rainy. Well, during the summers were great, mostly. I mean, two months. Two months out of the year was great. After on the fifth of July, from the fifth of July. To September five, it was nice, and yes. then it was then it was rainy and cold and, and dark cold. and dark, not dark. But now we only wear black because yes, uh, this is actually navy. I got I went really crazy today. Oh, that's navy. Yeah, oh, what are you yes. wearing black? The faded black. Yes. Faded I black. Mean, you know, it's it's like the hipster version of black. <laughs> yeah, because when you live in Seattle, you only wear black. Yeah, you get used to no color. I mean, I I when we lived in and well, of course, we lived in Charleston and and we lived everywhere. I, I would wear pink shirts there when we lived in louisiana i would wear pink shirts when we moved to to uh the pacific northwest if you wear color people look at you like you've lost your mind in fact i had this cute little outfit on i had a white shirt my jeans and some cute pink shoes and i went to a a neighborhood potluck and one of the guys says why are you wearing pink shoes i'm like because i like them i think they're really cute he's like you haven't been in seattle long enough you'll get rid of those (laughs) I'm like, no, I'm going to keep my pink shoes. And I, while we were in Seattle, I kept my pink shoes just for spite. Right. Right? They were cute little loafers. But uh, after, and now I'm just like wearing well, black. It's funny because then we moved back to an area where you can wear pink and, and she I got don't, rid of them. I got them. rid of them. Well, they're getting tight on my feet. But oh, anyway. Okay. Well, well then. All right. So that would, You don't want to be uncomfortable wearing pink. <laughs> right. Or wearing <laughs> or any anything. Color. So we're going to talk about our weather for a minute. And we know the weather it's out west has been crazy. Well, uh, I mean, the whole weather this summer has been crazy. Crazy hot out there. Uh, fires, we, all water shortages. We all have not had hot weather. We've had rainy weather. This week is our first over hot. ninety. Yeah, and it's um, we've had multiple days over ninety. Today we'll be at ninety-seven. I think tomorrow uh, the predicted high for Atlanta is ninety-nine, and it's it literally it's a hundred percent humidity. It's uh, really soupy outside, but we've gone most of the. All spring and most of the early summer with very little, with very comfortable temperatures. I mean, it's been great, except it has rained every day. A lot. We're tired of it. So I, we. And Barry's allergic to mold. I am allergic to mold and there's mold everywhere. everywhere. There's mold. So he spent several days in the recliner. Getting not, over not, as, not breathing. <laughs> right. Allergies, migraines, whatever it all goes with it was, that. It's not fun being allergic to mold when, no. when you have, or anything, when it's all around you. Yes, um, but I'm not but, moving to Arizona, so you no, just have I'm not to get moving over to it. Arizona. <laughs> but I bet they have mold out there too. It's they probably, probably just do. dust mold. I, you know, Who I don't knows? Know if that's a thing. But so that all that rain has also led to like long, long grass. Because the minute I go outside to cut, it's really wet and dewy in the morning. 
Right. And then by afternoon, when it dries out enough, I'll get out and start the mower when it started. And um, it starts pouring down rain again. So it's like, okay, well, there's another day. I yeah. Can't cut. So we're not hosting anyone on our property unless they have long ankle boots or maybe hip waders. Yeah. Maybe hip waders. That would be good. Yeah. Or if they have a boat. Yeah. We might need one. We might. Wow. So We'd love to have a pond, but that would be a very small boat. Yeah, and I don't know where we'd put a pond, but we could put a pond somewhere. Yeah, we could. Yeah, a good idea. Okay. So anyway, hopefully it won't be so humid that our mini split upstairs leaks. Don't even say that. All right. Any, uh, so we've got other here uh, to talk about uh, Austin, Texas. Oh, yeah. So has that been canceled? Yeah, we were going to go to Austin, Texas, to the Tiny House Festival, but from what we can tell, it's not going to be a good fit for us. It's kind of hard to know, um, and so we think we're just going to hold off on our, our travels there, and we're going to do some other um, <clears throat> interview travel that doesn't include going to Texas. Right. Uh, the you know the the. I love going to these shows that are that have a lot of different types of tiny houses because it's interesting to see what other people are doing, are doing. But a lot of them are now, they're they're tiny house shows and they are tiny houses. But there's lots of converted school, school buses, buses so by they, the hundred. The last one we went yeah. to. There are were a couple of uh, converted buses, you know, and there was only and a van a, or two and a van or two. But the last tiny home we went to, there was really only one. I think there Real were two. T- well, there were there were Maybe the, three. the two that looked like Real traditional like tiny a office. Right. Like the, we went in and talked to those guys. And then there was the one that was for sale that was a real tiny house on wheels. Um and you know, we had been to several of these in the past where you just walk into a building and there's just all sorts of different, different things. Different configurations and houses and they're on wheels and they're not on wheels and that's kind of what I like to do because I want to see um, sheds that are converted to tiny homes. I want to see um, houses, I mean, uh, tiny houses on wheels. I want to see interesting tiny houses, but not just all of the same thing. All right. Uh, so and, maybe they should and, start calling some of these schoolie shows. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I do think they're having like a nomad, uh, uh, John, someone that lives in Atlanta, I mean, not Atlanta, Georgia, his name is John Kiernan. I mm-hmm. think I'm saying that right. Anyway, he hosts the Tiny House Festival that we went to. Um, and he also is hosting a no, like something called a Nomad Festival. And I think that's what a better is? outlet for yeah. the schoolies. Um, but we'll see. Anyway. The, the gypsy wagons or, you know, anything else like that. You can't say that. Oh, oh I, what are they calling them now then? Vardos. Vardos? Mm-hmm. Can't say gypsy. Well, crap. We'll edit that out. <laughs> You can say that again. <laughs> you can't say gypsy. You'll hurt somebody's feeling. Anyway, um, so uh, the Vardo wagons are something that, you know, people are kind of getting into. Right. Uh, but that's not really a tiny house. That's like a, I don't think. That's a place to sleep. Yeah. I mean, it's a place to sleep. You know, and the other thing is, um, we've talked a little bit about the fact that, you know, we believe in a ti- in tiny houses on foundations, even though tiny house on wheels, there is a purpose for that. RVs right. have been around for a long time. Mobile homes have been around for a long time. I think a tiny house on wheels is an upgrade from both of those, right? Um, our state won't let you live in something on wheels for the rest of your life. Um, so you have to do either be in a campground 
temporarily or you have to have like a mobile home. And our county won't even approve mobile homes right. because they were built so shoddily and they started falling apart and people were living in well, you could use, bad you can, housing. You can have a double or triple wide, but you can't have a single wide. Or have they changed that altogether? No, no, they, you're right. They, you can't have a single wide, okay. which is like a, you know, a tiny house on wheels. Basically, a single wide mobile home upgraded. Right. Uh, I hope upgraded. Anyway, um, so we are moving toward, you know, I think our emphasis is, you know, our shed home conversion, but that has become so problematic for folks because so many see shed, so many people see sheds on the corner uh, where you, everywhere you go, and they want to turn that into their house. Right. And so many states, counties, cities won't allow that. Right. That people go down a pathway <clears throat> and get caught. We've talked about that before. Well, the majority of, of, sheds that are out there drag and drop um ready removal whatever you want to call them are are were they're not designed to be houses and they're very difficult to turn into houses and if they're not built right in our facebook groups we see like mold coming up the bottom yep. we see leaks everywhere i mean we've been lucky in the shoppers that we haven't don't have any of that but we don't use it like a house right right um we doesn't have really a foundation proper foundation because we use it kind of as a three season room so we don't have to worry so much about vapor vapor like showers right. and stuff like that anyway um, so I, as, as you know, we've talked about this a little bit, I'm working with a local manufacturer to try to come up with an inexpensive house that's like our shed, which has been discontinued from Tough Shed, um, cause they wanted to get out of the house building business. Right. And so I'm working with someone to try to recreate the equivalent of our house, but still keep the money right where it is, be built code. And have an engineer stamp, if necessary, um, to get people to be able to have. But still be at a price point where people can, can, buy, can it. buy it. Right. I mean, you can, if you had to, put it on a good size credit card. Yeah. yeah. Right? So. Um, you mean like a credit card that's just A like very big, big credit card, yes. <laughs> um, but, you know, we've talked about this coming out, I hope, in September. I'm, I'm meeting with the folks tomorrow, I think. But anyway, the point is. There are tiny houses and there are houses everywhere, but um, but more and more because of the cost that you just talked about. Right. We've got to figure out some way that when your first home, like our daughter, our eldest daughter, is looking at a first house and it's going to be in the 300s at least, right? She has some reasons that she has to add some things, whatever. She needs a workshop and blah, blah. But the it's hard for a kid, our kids... To come up with $300,000 right. for houses. So we're doing everything we can to try to figure out, yes, you have to have land. That's gone crazy. Everybody's uh, yeah. moving out of the cities. All of a sudden, they're moving from California to Texas. They're moving from New York to here, actually. There's a lot of people that are living in Georgia they're that have out-of-state farmhouses that are... Right. On and of 100 course, acres or one acre even. Or one acre. Uh, of course, Airbnb is contributing, even though I don't think it's the whole thing, but people are having Airbnbs. Everybody wants to stay in an Airbnb. Yeah. I don't want to stay in a hotel anymore now that I've been staying in a bed and breakfast. So anyway, there's a lot of things that are happening that's making the housing really go crazy. Right. So we're really working hard to try to find an answer to that problem. Yes. And I and I think that this... And uh, I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> ah! Bless you. Thank you. Um, that was a good sneeze, Thank too. You. you got two more in there? Usually I sneeze <laughs> in threes. 
Sneeze in threes. Sneeze in threes. I might actually come up with another yeah, one. Just well, give just, me a minute. Just do make sure you turn your head because we, we've already experienced air conditioning snot. We don't Ooh, need microphone <laughs> snot. Right, um, human snot. So um, I think that this house is going to be uh, that Beth has created uh, with, with the help of, of a company just down the street from us, literally. Yeah. Um, Somebody that I was a customer of. Right. It's going to be something that's uh, that's really cool. Um, actually, we're going to do something cool with um, a backdrop for our studio here um, out of um, similar material. Right. Um, but um, that won't be today because it's just hot in here. Oh, there's no way. But, uh, uh, so, I'm not building so anything. This is going to be a, a, a solution, I think, to a lot of, of housing issues for a lot of people that would like to have something that looks like our house or that is... Uh, smaller, but more affordable and um, is code built to code and engineer stamped and all that kind of fun right. stuff. And while this isn't an ad for that product, I just want folks to know that there are potential solutions to right. that. I mean, it doesn't have to be this product. Yes, if you decide that you want to buy it, great. But, you know, our emphasis is trying to help people figure it out. And I got so tired of people going, I can't figure it out. Right. So I'm like, but I know the answer. But the answer needs to be more able to cover more areas, right. right? Instead of trying to do something unique for every situation, I need to find something that can cover, you can build almost anywhere. Right. And and again, we would con- encourage you to, because um, we can't demand it, right, of you. We can't say you will do this. But we would like to encourage you, if you're going to build anything, Make sure that you check with your county. Yes, please. And you check with your or your city or uh, your municipality, a town, whatever it might be. Um, or your HOA, or, if you're unfortunate enough to have one. Right. And and build it to code. Yes. And, you know, we were able to, to, to work with, with Tough Shed when we built our home. Uh, yes, the shell is uh, was sold as a shed, but we built our home to code and actually we did it better than code because the construction technique we used was was more than what the code required uh we didn't do two by four walls we did two by six walls and that helped a lot with insulation there were there were lots of reasons we wanted to do that but um make sure you build it to code just don't go buy don't go buy one of these um ready removable sheds and just you know insulate it and put sheetrock up and then go live in it because you may not be living in it for long if the county finds out and they come and kick you out. Now, of course, well, yes, of course, please check that. And there are many counties that don't require, that, right. that don't have building codes, and you can do that. Those are rural, but of course, if you're not, if you're going to be homeless, we're, we're right. Well, a yes, shed is a, a big wooden tent, if right. you will, and it, it's a lot better if you can figure that out if you're going to be homeless. But yeah, if, if, you that, can, if that's your options of being homeless or living in a right a not to code ready removable, then right live in the ready removable. But if you we can figure out a way that you can meet code, be in a safe house, um, and then and have an investment that you can get your money back, a sheds are kind of disposable. Yeah. I mean, they'll eventually rot. Yeah, I mean, that's, unless you do it just right and get everything just right. That's and, the other thing. When you have a shed um, that's like a, like what we're in right now, um, if you build a house out of it, you're going to have to. If you ever get to the point where you have to sell it and it's not built to code, 
You're you going to have can. problems with that. And then even if it is built to code, you're going to have to find the right buyer mm-hmm. that wants to move in, in into that. Right. So, so if getting your investment out of it, maybe I see them on Marketplace all the time. I, I bought this. I started the project. It's half done or whatever, and I can't sell it. So anyway, that's, we were in a little bit of a rabbit hole. But yes, um, I just think that, um, you know, we are trying to figure this out for folks so there won't be so many questions. Right. We're hoping for a September build. They're, the manufacturer's actually building a prototype for us, um, which is amazing. And um, so we're going to be videotaping it. We'll be um, creating as much uh, information as we can about it so you can see what they're come up with. Right. Um, they gave me the opportunity to kind of design the look. I'm not a builder. I mean, I, you know, obviously we're enough. To, we we know well, enough we've, to we've make, built to be dangerous. <laughs> but um, but they've given me the opportunity to kind of design it and um, create with the specification. It has to be code compliant. It has to be because we have to solve. But it has to be inexpensive and la la right. la. So there are a lot of things that they've agreed to help me with because. You know, I think they're 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 on board with the with the vision, right? About what we need. Yeah, I think that, and, and that's the big thing is that the manufacturer sees um, a need and has bought into the vision. Right. Yep. So yeah, it's cool. Uh, well, more about that as we know more, and as we have a date, we'll probably do some live video. We or probably something will. From there. Yeah, it'll we'll, be fun. Yeah, if if they'll allow us to do that, then we'll do. I'd actually like to show the whole process. Well, we'll videotape the whole process. Yeah. That's for sure. We'll be out there sweating to the oldies, probably. <laughs> Sweat, we, sweating with the oldies. <laughs> with the oldies as we uh, it gets put up. But we're looking at a September date. I think that's still intact with crazy, you know, shortages and lack of labor and all those things. But we're going to aim for that. Yep. Excellent. Okay. All right. Is that it? I think. I so. think that's it. Well, we've we've talked about almost everything today except for sports. Well, I don't do really do sports. We're not going to talk about sports today. Yeah. Not unless some uh, there's a baseball team called the Shedders or, you know, something like that. Right. That would be cool to sponsor a baseball team. I'll have to think about that. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening uh, or watching whatever you're doing right now. If you're in the car, I hope you're listening and not watching. If you're at home, then I'm thankful you're watching. That's right. But, oh, uh, let's remind them to subscribe. We'd oh, love to yeah. have you subscribe. Well, I'm, I'm getting ready to, okay. to do that because I'm it. in my I'm in my closing spiel. <laughs> we don't call them spiels. Uh, real. We're saying goodbye. Oh, we're saying no. We're not. We're saying till we see you again. Not goodbye. Aloha. That's a good word because goodbye means yeah you know, forever whatever. But um. You can, uh, we'd love for you to subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Uh, you can uh, click uh, the link and then hit the thumbs up, and that way you get notified whenever we have a new video and out. And we try to do it weekly. We do try to do it weekly, and sometimes we do them strongly. Um, but <laughs> true, we do try to do them every week. Um, but um, you can reach us at radiotinyhouse at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook uh, at Tiny Houses Shed Homes. And uh, I think that's. It. There you go. We are on, uh, if you're listening on podcasts, we're everywhere podcasts can be found. Excellent. How about that? That's perfect. All right. Have a great week and we will see you next week if we're not burned to a crisp from the heat. I gotcha. Bye. Hey, it's me again. 
Thanks for listening to Radio Tiny House. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can do so at radiotinyhouse at gmail.com or on our Facebook page at Tiny Houses Shed Homes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.